this episode's going to be a little bit different than me talking about a certain subject, than me e- expressing kind of, I guess, like from the Bible or, or just like preaching or teaching in that way. I'm just going to talk through, I've talked through identity before, and identity is one of those core subjects for me that I would say I could preach easy, right? I could get up and and preach and teach it easy. It's something that I continually have to pray for people about or something that I I feel as though the Holy Spirit allows me to break chains off of people with, which is which is so beautiful because identity for me for a very long time was really hard. I grew up and I'm adopted and I've talked about this before, but the process of adoption it takes you to this place of questioning who you are. If you deserve love, why would somebody abandon you? And and why would God allow these things to even happen to you? It takes you to this place that honestly, without God, I don't know how it gets broken off of your life. I don't know how you survive when you've had to deal with these things. I I literally would not be the woman that I am without going through the process of identity with the father and then going and getting therapy to deal with abandonment. And I, this process of identity is so beautiful and it's so important because who you are and how you see yourself, especially when you understand the lens that he sees you through, is so critical to your relationship with the Father. It is everything. And I preach and teach a lot about kingdom and glory and and giving God all this honor and leaving an offering for him. But if you don't have identity, you're not going to really understand or grasp the magnitude of those things. And so it's even in the process of of knowing you're loved, right? You're not going to understand the love deeply until you understand who he has made you to be. And I know everybody, whenever they talk about identity, right, they always talk about like, you were made in the image of God. And, And yes, that's correct. But I think also you have to delve deep into the circumstances of life to understand who he has created you to be. Last night I was on my floor, you know, just crying to God because that's what I do. I cry a lot when I'm spending time with the Father and I'm praying. So I'm just sitting there and I'm praying and crying and the Holy Spirit's like talking to me about the last seasons that I've walked through and just the the way that I've handled seasons. And for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I handled that so well. And then there's other times where I'm like, I just like messed that season up. Like God's disappointed in me. But the Holy Spirit was just really like showing me that like through every season, God has been faithful. And through every season, he's been proud of me. And there's this prayer that has always cemented in my heart that I prayed over a student when I first started ministry. And it's something that the Holy Spirit always brings back to my recollection which I was I was ministering to this girl and at this point we we well yeah like where I had been in ministry with the people that I serve with still to this day um and I love them all so dearly I just we we were in a place where 
honestly just such strong spiritual strongholds in that place. And things like, some people might be like, that's weird, but things like demons and manifestation, like that was just super normal. And I had to get really, really comfortable with spiritual warfare very quickly. And I had just come out of Bible school. So to me, I was like, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) you know, like Bible school is kind of like, you're not seeing that. Like you're you're more like figuring out how to preach a sermon and and understanding theology and things like that. So I'm coming in and I'm going, whoa, this is like head first in, just jumping right in. But I'm ministering to this girl. And one of the the main things that a lot of girls struggled with while we were serving there was um just having being without a father or being without a mother. That was huge. A lot of students just didn't have that. And so they ran to a lot of other things to try to fill that gap. And so I'm talking to her and I'm just explaining to her just how much God loves her and that she is not a mistake, that she is divinely held by the Father. And that even though the people that were meant to love her on earth didn't love her well, that the Father loves her more than they could ever even touch. And I began to explain to her, it was so Holy Spirit, but I began to explain to her that she was searching for a a heavenly love, for a supernatural love that could never be filled by a human being. And it's something that has stuck with me, but it's also that this, this, this little phrase that the Holy Spirit said stuck with me too was, he looks down at her with only love in his eyes. And I remember I said that to her and and she's already crying, but I remember when I said those words to her from the Holy Spirit, it was a breaking, it was a shattering. It was she's like in my arms sobbing. And like after is like, I'm so sorry, I my makeup's on your shirt. I'm like, nah, like that it's okay because you're understanding the weight of love. But it was that moment, it was that critical moment and that phrase has always stuck with me. And so last night when I'm on my floor and the Holy Spirit's talking to me. He goes, he looks down at you with so much love, with eyes filled with love for every season you've walked through. And I'm like broken, like undone, just broken and undone. And as I'm like crying, because it's hard, like it, it's not easy to follow Jesus all the time. I think we've cracked up following Jesus a lot of times to people to be like, oh, it's going to be a good time. And I'm like, you just tell them there's like pain and suffering. Like when we say uh, Christ crucified, crucify me with you, like that's going to be kind of hard. But I just think that they're like, for me, I'm remembering all the seasons and I'm reminded of Psalms 23, where it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. And he is walking with me through valleys, right? And I'm on my floor last night crying because Holy Spirit's showing me where how he's leading me through valleys and how beautiful each season has been. And before I can even really process that completely, the Holy Spirit is goes, I want you to talk to your inner self. I want you to talk to your childlike self. I want you to picture yourself across and I want you to begin to tell your childlike self 
about the seasons you've walked through. And that, that was what got me. That was like, like, okay, okay. Because I think it's something that when you're inwardly just doing it, right? Like you're processing inwardly and you're journaling and you're doing all these things. But then like verbally saying it, different ballgame. And I didn't realize what the Holy Spirit was actually doing was giving me permission to forgive myself. Was giving me permission to go, okay, I didn't do it perfectly, but it's okay. And so I wrote down just a couple of things that I feel like for a lot of you are things you also need to hear. And I didn't write every single thing down, but the biggest one, the first thing that I said to myself was, it's not your fault. That when things crumbled apart, when your family broke, when people disappointed you and said it was your fault, it's not yours. That you couldn't have done anything better. You couldn't have loved them better. You couldn't have changed the circumstances. It's not your fault. And even though you're sitting here and you're feeling the weight of of problems and hard seasons and family issues and, and all of these things, it's not your fault. And I think for me, having to tell myself that because my family is a hot mess. And so I'm I'm like, could I have done things better? Could I have changed things better? Could I, what if I had done this? Or if I had prayed harder, would this all have changed? And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knew I needed to tell myself it's not my fault. Because I was believing it in one aspect, but I wasn't saying it to my soul. I wasn't actually living it. The next thing is you did your best. For me, I'm known as like a super chill person and I'm very good at letting things roll off of me. But I think about it all the time about how I could have switched this or how I could have made this better. And and I had to come to the realization that I needed to tell myself, you did your best and that's enough. There is not an ounce of perfection that he is expecting of you. Not one bit. He loves that you are his daughter. He loves that you come to him in failure. And for me, I think what I had to process down was this, that my failures, my failures are actually my strength. My failures are what have molded me into the woman that I am today. I shouldn't shy away. I shouldn't try to hide them because I'm feeling inadequate. What I should really do is step into the power of vulnerability and say, yeah, I failed. But look what he's doing with my failure. I think when we talk about the phrases like, he takes our ashes and turns them into beauty, right? That comes from our failures. We got to process that he takes our failures and turns it to beauty. How many times in the Bible do you see God taking people's failures and turning it into something good? Look at Paul. Paul was literally stoning Christians, literally hated Christians. He goes from hating Christians to writing a majority of the New Testament. 
ashes to beauty. That is who our God is. And believing that in the midst of our failures, he's turning it to beauty, changes the way we look at failure. I think I just really had to tell myself that it's a blessing to fall. It's a blessing to fall. I I just really, I really think somewhere we lost sight of this doesn't have to be perfect. This doesn't have to be, it's not going to be beautiful all the time, but it's going to be real. And I think one of the last things I had to tell myself was the world's not going to get it. The world's not going to get you. But he will. And that, telling my inner self that was the, the like crushing blow of, you know what? He didn't make you to look like everybody else. He made you to be you. He didn't make you to think like everybody else. But he made you perfectly. How do I know that he made you perfectly? Because he made you in his image. God is not expecting perfection. God is not expecting God is not expecting anything more than just who you are. The only person that expects more of you is the world. And I really had to challenge myself in, okay, what are aspects of my life that I've allowed the world to step into? And when I looked at myself inwardly, I went, whoa, okay. And it's, it was the way that I, I see myself, the way that I view myself inwardly. Was I viewing myself as a royally seated daughter or was I viewing myself as what the world calls beautiful? Because when you're royally seated, the, the, the ideas, the opinions of this world mean nothing. And, and even though like I'm like, I know like, I am a confident person, so I know that I'm beautiful, but but the having Holy Spirit like really make me look at my childlike self and tell her, tell her she's beautiful and that the world's not gonna get the beauty that she has. That that's what broke me. Cause I I realized I was like, whoa, okay, I walk in a lot of confidence, but I don't think I've ever processed down the confidence. The Holy Spirit made me <laughs> and it's wild. But there is there is a confidence that comes from identity. There is so much more than we understand about ourselves that Holy Spirit is so excited to reveal to us. But it takes a process of being honest, verbally being honest, because I am not a verbal processor. I am an inward processor. But I need to verbally, I had to verbally let it out to say the things that I believe but maybe we're just sitting in my heart. 
I think I want to say this as this is probably gonna be like the last thing I say but one of the biggest things is is that a lot of people aren't gonna get it I really had to tell myself that a lot of people aren't gonna get it that a lot of people are gonna come with their opinions and their ideas and their reasoning as to why I failed in this or why I should do it like this but I need to walk in the identity of who he's made me to be and let it his opinion be the only one that dictates my heart so as I sat on my floor last night and the Holy Spirit this is the one of the big things that I can also leave you with is this when I've walked from season to season there is a shedding that happens. Like I can I I can feel it most of the time of I'll go into the secret place moment with the Father. Maybe I've been struggling, maybe I've been doing okay. But then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's like, we're gonna process this season tonight because we're done. And I really believe that a lot of you guys are in that place where you've been in a season for a very long time and the Holy Spirit's waiting for you to come to come shed away the past. It's time to build the altar of remembrance. The Israelites used to do it in the Old Testament. They would build, they would give burnt offerings of remembrance. They would do this, kind of like communion, do this in remembrance of me, but they would do that to remember where they have come from, where God has taken them And I believe that's for a lot of you. It's time to go to Holy Spirit and bear all of the season in remembrance and grow strength from it. It's time to look back and go, man, look what he turned to beauty. Look what he turned to beauty. I'm just going to, I'm going to close this with prayer and then we'll be done for this week. God, we just thank you for the seasons you have walked us through. We thank you that you are so holy, that you are so righteous, that you are a restorer. We thank you. We thank you for who you have made us to be that it's perfect, that when you made us, you looked at us and said that you are perfect. That even though you knew we would fail, that even though you knew we would stumble, you still would call us yours. God, I just pray over the listeners. God, would you help them to step into the vulnerability of their inner selves, to really dive deep, and unpack the hidden things in their heart that maybe are hindering them from another season. God, would you show them what it means to build altars in remembrance, to remember where you have walked them through? Would your presence be so thick that they can't run from it, that they can't run from the hard conversation with you about maybe it's disappointment, maybe it's hurt, 
whatever it might be, would you go to him and have honest conversation of the season? We thank you for who you are. It's in your name that I pray. Amen.